podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Today's episode features an interview with John Becker. The Fairfield, Connecticut native is currently the head coach of the University of Vermont men's basketball program. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about with him. Coach Becker, I figure the best place to get started here is you're you're a Connecticut guy, uh, Fairfield native. Why don't you tell us about your, your time growing up in Connecticut and the basketball scene at, at the time you were playing and how that led to uh, you know your interest in basketball and, and pursuing that uh, full time. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut, and with two younger brothers, and we were just uh, uh, kind of just playing basketball in the driveway and in the in the backyard, uh, in the patio. Um, you know, it's basically what we did all the time. And I went to Roger Ludlow High School, and um, you know, played freshman ball my freshman year, JB ball my sophomore year, and then varsity for my last two years. And um, you know, we had pretty good teams, nothing spectacular. It wasn't anything spectacular as a player um but i but i always loved the game and and uh you know grew up a big new york knicks fan and just um basically all i you know what that's really what my passion was and um i I feel really blessed to um all these years later all these years later you know to to be a college uh basketball coach um at a great place like vermont so it's it's really um it's been amazing, but, uh, but yeah, growing up in Connecticut was great. Used to go to Fairfield U games all the time. Uh, Mitch Bonagirl was the coach, uh, when I was in high school and Timmy O'Toole and they had great, great players and great teams. And, um, yeah, I was in the gym whenever I could be. So one thing that, that interested me about your career path is your first coaching job. Not only were you coaching basketball, but, but you were coaching tennis. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, and my first coaching job was at Gallaudet University, which is the only four-year college or university for the, exclusively for the deaf and hard of hearing. So, um, you know, not only was I trying to figure out how to be a coach, but how to learn sign language and, and a way to communicate uh, to the players. So it was a really interesting and challenging uh, experience. And, and um, yeah, I coached tennis in the spring, uh, you know, for a couple of those years. Uh, just to make a little bit extra money and and um uh you know it was uh it was like i said a really looking back on it now really formative years in my coaching career and um you know experiences that i'll uh remember for the rest of my life so so going from there you, you were an assistant at vermont before you became the head coach what was the biggest jump for you you know, moving a few seats over on the bench uh, and going from an assistant there to becoming the head coach. Yeah, I actually started as the operations guy. So I've sat in every chair in the office, so to speak, before I came head coach. So I think that's helped me give a good perspective and some empathy for my staff and understanding uh, the challenges of each of those jobs. Um, but, you know, moving up to the head coach, you know, it's – it's uh, it was a lot more difficult, I guess, than I thought it would be. I was fortunate to have some head coaching experience. My last two years at uh, Gallaudet, I did uh, become the head coach there. And um, so I had a little bit of experience. But um, at this level, at the Division One level, at a program like Vermont that's had so much success, um, 
you know, there was a lot of anxiety and stress to make sure I uh, kept this thing going uh, at a, at the level it, it, it had grown to. And um, but just, you know, any leadership position, you know, your, your organization, you know, reflects you ultimately. And um, you have to make a lot of decisions, you know, and so, um, you know, you, you always have to be kind of be on and, and, and locked in and providing uh, you know, the, uh, the vision for your program, uh, and, and trying to, uh, carry that out. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's really an interesting and fun challenge. And, um, I feel very fortunate. Yeah. One thing, uh, you know, starting to talk about your time here at Vermont, one thing you've done is you've really played a challenging non-conference schedule. And this is usually the time of the year where bits and pieces of the schedule start to come out. And, you know, from what we've seen, it looks like you're playing another tough uh, non-conference schedule. What's your mindset in this scheduling process, uh, you know, as you decide to pick uh, who you'll be playing this year? Yeah, I mean, some of it is... um it's just kind of a product of our success, you know, you know, we not a lot of teams will play us, I guess, you know, so our options are limited, but also, you know, with where our program has grown to, um, you know, I think it's really important um, that we play um, the best teams we can. And, you know, I feel like we have the players now where we can, um, you know, we can play uh, with just about anyone in the country. And so, um, I found with a, th- these challenging non-conference schedule is that you really find out a lot about yourself. So when you get to league, um, you know, you really have a good sense of what you, what you're good at, what you need to get better at, uh, who can play in certain games, who can't. And, um, you know, I think it's helped us as a coaching staff to grow and, and play against, um, you know, great coaches all over the country. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's been a, a, a big part of why we've been able to continue to elevate this program, why we've been able to uh, attract uh, high major transfers and, and attract the, the student athletes that we've been able to recruit. And so um, I think it's been really beneficial for us. You know, unfortunately, um, it hasn't put us in a position to get an at-large bid, which is what, why a lot of people would do it. Um so maybe I'm just being foolish by scheduling so hard, but but um, but really it's just kind of a product of where our program is and and who will play us. So you'll be making a trip to Connecticut this year, uh, outside uh, in in your non-conference time to play at Mohegan Sun in in the Hall of Fame tip-off tournament that they have there. Yeah. From your opinion, what's the draw of playing in one of these tournaments, and what do you think your team gets out of out of playing in one of these? <laughs> well, I mean, I think. First of all, you get two extra games by playing in an exempt tournament. So um, that's that's the first thing. Uh, but with the Hall of Fame specifically, you know, we've played in it a couple times. And it's um, it's in Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun. Um, and and it, that's a great facility. I'm from Connecticut. It's easy for our fans to get to. We'll have another really good turnout. Um for that and then you know it's a kind of a mid-major tournament um and so um it, it's really well run and it's just um uh something that we we try to do every four years uh to play in that tournament and, and we're fortunate that they uh keep inviting us back and so um i think this year you know 
through this tournament, we get to play Virginia and St. John's also, uh, which is a great opportunity for us. And, um, you know, just overall, um, I've always enjoyed playing in this tournament. One thing you talked about there is getting a lot of fans down there. Uh, you, you had a really good road turnout uh, when you guys played in Hartford at the N- in the NCAA tournament this past year. What was that like, uh, you know, from your point of view, from that experience of getting to play an NCAA tournament game here in your home state and then to have uh, the fan support that you did uh, in that game? Yeah, I was really pulling uh, for us to get placed in Hartford and, you know, didn't love the matchup with Florida State, but I, I was really happy that for our fans and, and, and for my family and friends, you know, that we got to play the game in Hartford. And uh, it was an unbelievable experience. Um, you know, anyone that was there or watched it, I mean, we had three, 4,000 people there. Um, you know, they had a, a reception at the baseball stadium uh, before the game and, you know, close to a thousand people turned up for that. And uh, just, I'll never forget driving the bus um, into the arena for the game and just green and gold everywhere out on the streets. And, um, you know, it just, uh, it really felt like a high major experience. And our fans have, have always been tremendous. If you've ever seen a game at Patrick Jam or been to a game up here, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an electric atmosphere. Our fans show up every night and, um, you know, they really turned out um, for, for the NCAA tournament game down at Hartford, and it was, uh, you know, one of the coolest experiences I've had as, as, a, as a coach. What are your early thoughts on, on your team heading into the season? You know, you get Anthony Lamb back, uh, who's an all-league player, have some new trans, uh, new transfer coming in from Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, what, what are your early thoughts on the team? You know, I like, I like where we're at. Obviously, getting, you know, the player of the year back is always, uh, um, you know, a huge advantage, and, you know, Anthony's uh, – He's going to have a great senior year. It's been uh, a great player for us. And, and um, like you said, we got a 6'11 transfer from Alabama, a grad transfer that's eligible right away, and, um, and a 6'8 kid from uh, Oklahoma State um, who will be eligible right away. And we return our starting backcourt and um, have a lot of good young players in the program that I think are going to take another step forward this year. And so uh, I'm really optimistic about our team. You know, y- you never know. Uh, each team is different, and um, you know the guys are working hard this summer, building chemistry and and um, you know understanding our system and our culture, and and so things are going well, and and uh, they continue on this path. I expect us to have another uh, good year. So I, I've got a few, uh, some quick hitting questions here to, to kind of wrap things up a little bit about college basketball in general. You, you guys saw UMBC, a team from your conference, take down a number one seed in the NCAA. Do you agree with the the idea based on that that there's more parity than ever uh, in college basketball? Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, you know what you see is um, a lot of mid major programs really have the ability to get older. And, um, you know, I think that's a big, big part of, um, you know, the parity, you know, these, uh, these teams, um, are younger and, um, you know, a lot of these teams are younger and, uh, rebuilding kind of every year, Kentucky's and Dukes and a few of these teams, you know, in Virginia's case, you know, with UMBC, um, I think the other thing is the three point line kind of helps, 
uh, even the playing field, so to speak. If you can shoot the ball like a Wofford can and, you know, some of these like UNBC uh, can, you know, you can really, um, if you can get hot from behind that three-point line, um, you know, you have a chance to uh, to pull the upset. And, uh, you know, that was an unbelievable uh, thing that UNBC did. And as a conference, we're really proud of, of, of what they did. Yeah, so uh, another quick hitter one here. Dur- during your time as, as a head coach, is there a player you've gone up against uh, that's impressed you the most, uh, and, and who would that be? Oh, wow. That's a, there's, there's been a lot that have really impressed me. Um, but, you know, like in our conference, one of the probably the toughest guy we faced is Jamil Warney from Stony Brook who's now a borderline NBA guy. He was a monster. And, um, you know, we had some success against him in the regular season, but played him in the championship game his senior year. And I think he had 43 points and 20 plus rebounds and was just an absolute monster. So he was tough. Jerry Lyles, UMBC most recently, you know, hit that three pointer at the buzzer to beat us in the championship game. And, um, he was always, always a handful um, but, uh, but then looking out nationally, I mean, there's been a lot of good players, uh, you know, Caleb Swanigan at Purdue when we played them in the NCAA tournament, Kevin Gelly over at uh, Florida state, we played in the NCAA tournament this year, um, are both really, really good. And, um, but yeah, playing, you know, a few years back, we played at Duke Jabari Parker was on that team. He was uh, an incredible college player. So, um, yeah, there's been a, a long list of guys that have uh, kept me up at night, that's for sure. You you talked a little earlier about, uh, you know, the atmosphere at, at a game up in Burlington. Outside of Burlington, where would you say has been the craziest college basketball uh, environment your team's played in? Mm. Either Kentucky or, or, or at Cameron. Um, that was unbelievable um, atmosphere. Uh I really, I really thought Hinkle Fieldhouse, where Butler plays, was uh, was a, a kind of a special kind of atmosphere. Um, you know, those places. Uh, you know, Allen Fieldhouse we played in last year. That was unbelievable. Um, and the cool thing about there is, it's kind of like a cathedral or or, or like a uh, history, a museum uh, of, of basketball uh, with all the history that they have out in the lobbies and. Um, it was um, that was really really cool. Awesome, Coach. Thanks so much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod. The host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.